Welcome to the Dyad Presents, a video game music podcast. I'm the Dyad, and this is Friendship. So I don't have any top of the show business other than to say that this is a obviously a different show. I have first guest, or well, not not oh, no. first guest improper, but first first in person guest. We'll True. say. And it, on the other microphone is Alan Euler, aka Periodical. First guest you can touch. Yeah, <laughs> and I am here. Let's see. Yeah, yeah no touching policy though. Um, the uh, show today uh, is. It's going to be because Alan is here visiting me in person from the, uh, I don't know, what was it, like Snowy Fortress North? of Solitude? Yeah, yeah. Oh, something. Okay. Oh. Uh, no, I think a cubicle. A cubicle? I live in a cubicle. Yeah, he lives in a cubicle. Um, and so that would be nice to have him on microphone and do a special episode. And the theme of the show is going to be games that we have played together. Because I've known Alan since high school, which means we've had a long and weird gaming history. Yeah, but sometimes it's even hard, like I had a hard time thinking what games we played together yeah. because I play a lot of games and nowadays we don't live in the same town. So right. Like I've erased, erased those cherished memories <laughs> with uh, Dota Reformatted and them. <laughs> uh, League of Legends and Dota have yeah. just erased my brain. Yeah. yeah. We have to, we played all those games of... Microsoft Solitaire together. Free Cell. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Oh, we should have gotten Counter-Strike music. I don't even know what Counter-Strike music is. They have music? I don't, I don't think, think they so. do Action Quake music. Yeah. That's the thing is there's also a lot of games we play that just doesn't have any... Or yeah, like whatever the server is playing at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I think back to those times, I think of uh, 
Jay-Z MP3s <laughs> that, that came from Napster. Yeah, yeah. Possibly LimeWire. Yeah, and also, like, we both like chiptune music in general, mm -hmm. and so it's tough to right. get these games that don't even have chiptunes and yeah. play them. But bringing us in is Kirby Superstar, which is a pretty awesome co-op game for the Super Nintendo. True. Um, composed by Jun Ishikawa and released in 1996. We played that at probably my house, right? You didn't yeah, own it. It was I just me. I didn't have Superstar, yeah. no. And for those of you who haven't played it, there's like a, it's really kind of like a collection of mini games, but there is one maxi game though, which is yeah, the, the main uh, Crystal Cave Offensive. Was it mm, Great Cave Offensive? Great Cave Offensive, yeah, yeah. which is what this track brings us in. It's called the yeah. Great Cave Offensive. I think it's the main theme for that arc, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And even the mini games aren't just. It's not like. A WarioWare game. Right. They are. Yeah. I, Spring Breeze, which is Kirby's Dreamland, the original, uh -huh. which is like a very small game in comparison. And then there's things like the Megaton Punch, which is just a pure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pure mini game. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, the idea of having it be like a sort of a arcade within a cartridge. Like yeah, you have these uh -huh. tiny games you can right, play. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's done well because it's by Hal and the Kirby people. Yeah. So they're all pretty fun, cutesy, that sort of thing. It reminds me of those 101 cartridges. I just remember my cousin yeah. had the, like, Taiwanese 101 yep. cartridge. Yep. But, like, this was actually good games. Yeah. There were not 100 <laughs> of them, but it wasn't three different Donkey Kongs and five different Donkey right. Kong Juniors. So. I was just reading that there was, oh, I think it was about Titanic with an E, Titanic. One, I was watching Awesome Games Done Quick that when it was discovered, I think it was discovered on a Taiwanese multi-cart and they actually broke the game in half and made them pretend to be two separate games. <laughs> I don't know if they just need to fill out more slots on the yeah, cart or what. It was an arms race because you, you had 50 in one uh -huh. and then someone had 100 in one and then uh -huh. someone had 500 in one uh -huh. and then people gave up and it was just like... 10 to 20 variations on Popeye, which right. were just like slightly different sprites. <laughs> just like, different colors. Yeah. Not even different sprites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, also probably apparent by now is that the uh, the content of the oh, show... Oh, no, we broke is, the format. It's a little bit different. <laughs> It'll be a little free-flowing. Yeah, I don't as much do research as I handle the audio, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't have a bunch of stuff prepared for these. I thought we were just kind of talk about the the games themselves uh i'm trying to think of when we would have played this i guess it would have been high school probably well, the problem is also, there's also all those summers mm -hmm. between college where the yeah. super nintendo still existed right because no one erased the super nintendo from our brains yeah like, yeah was still a good gaming system and still had right. good games i was just talking to uh Keyglyph of the vgm jukebox about this recently that um neither of us like 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 we didn't move on it was not it was never replaced yeah, yeah. it was just also always still an option yep and i remember one summer specifically where we tried to go back and beat as many of my nes games as we could yes. yeah yeah and i looked at so one in particular was ninja crusaders and i went back trying to pick out a song that i would want to listen to <laughs> and the music is so punishing and terrible uh, i won't say it's terrible but it's just like really really aggressive and not very polished and i just had to let it go yeah but that game stands out yeah yeah i mean play. i remember that we will be actually closing the show with one of those same true. games i think yeah. well, it might have been from a different I, experience yeah yeah i think that was part of the dreamcast, uh, dreamcast yeah. pirate gd rom era mm -hmm. right um, yeah where you could have every nes game on a, yeah on a dreamcast yeah i definitely did not own a physical cart of Dusty Diamond's All-Star Softball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I stepped on that one Spoilers, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. Well, anyway. Um, so I think we can maybe even move on to the next track. I don't know. I can't tell if this is going to be a super short or super long episode. but Both. I, I guess we'll find out. Hey, uh, you know, I could loop these tracks for like an hour. <laughs> That's true. You have the power. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> Why is this file three gigs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's weird. Um, the next track is going to come from Rhythm Heaven Fever uh, from the Wii. This track is... Well, actually, I don't know which composers worked on which tracks, but the composers for the game are Sunku with a um, 
the male Mars symbol, the circle with the arrow coming out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Okay. So it's stylized like that. Masami Yone, Shinji Ushiroda, and Asuka Ito. And this track is called Ringside. Again, that was Ringside from the game Rhythm Heaven Fever for the Wii. Um, this one, I remember... Uh, oh, and I should have mentioned earlier, too. We're going to be alternating picks. So Kirby bringing us in was from Alan, and this one was from me. And I remember this game specifically because I was living in Orlando at the time, and it was for my wedding weekend that you were you staying with us or did you just come by i think i day? came a couple days early and i definitely stayed a night or two with you guys yeah. and then did the hotel for the actual like weekend mm -hmm. and alan's the one who gave me my wii which yeah. must have been dropped because it had a crack in it <laughs> and so we were playing this rhythm heaven game with with me alan my brother graham and jen was playing my wife and my girlfriend leslie leslie and we were we, I think we hundred percented it. Like, I think so. In a, a couple days, yeah. <laughs> like, we yeah. just, if you couldn't beat it, you would hand off, right, and see if someone else could beat yeah. it. But I have a very, very vivid memory of of my apartment at the time in that weird living room area, playing this and like kind of having the jitters from the <laughs> wedding, but also just being kind of distracted by something totally absurd and funny. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wanted to play the version of the song that has the voiceover, but I think I'll just stick with the instrumental the track. Instrumental track. Yeah. But for people who haven't played the game, it is a rhythm game, so it's timing based, and there's, I guess, like vocal cues that kind of yeah, like each each song you have like a practice mode where it will train you mm -hmm. when to press the button for what vocal cue, or sometimes it's like a little click, like an instrumental cue. And then it varies them. It'll like speed them up, maybe cut them in half, maybe do them back to back to back. But each one has its own set of button presses mm -hmm. depending on the song. And like, they're just, songs are great. Mm -hmm. Like, I played the DS Rhythm Heaven. I think the 3DS has like a compilation that has a bunch of stuff from older ones. And they're fun. The control is not as great, especially the DS one has a lot of flicking and stuff. Uh -huh. But I also think the songs in the Wii one are my favorite. Yeah. Like, they're just, they're all stuck in my head like all the time. Yeah. And so we were trying. We were during the listening part when Alan and I were listening to this. We were doing the voiceover of "Pose for the Fans." What was a bizarre that true? You go, big guy. Yeah, it's so good because at, at the end of this particular track, the, they do "Pose for the Fans" like four times in a row. Mm -hmm. "Pose for the Fans." "Pose for the Fans." <laughs> and the, uh, it's just, it zooms out, and then you make a big muscle pose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they also use like visual cues yep. too, and yeah, then yeah. they'll like kind of play with that like if you start relying on one they'll switch it up yep. and you have to go to the other one it's very clever yeah yeah it's like it's two or it's one one very simple idea pressing a button mm -hmm. but like everything about it is amazing like yeah. the way they present it to yeah. you and and the music 
I'm trying to think of if we played any other Wii games. I think this was really... I haven't played that many Wii games at all. Yeah, so I know the Wii, that same Wii, beforehand I had played Kirby's Epic Yarn mm -hmm. and something... Oh, and the Donkey Kong Country Returns. I played them through with Leslie because she likes those games. Um, but we hadn't touched Rhythm Heaven. And I feel like that was... It was very late for the Wii. When did you guys get married? 2012, December. So that's like five or more years into the Wii. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Um, it was very late. Yeah. And I hadn't played it. It's kind of my of... MO, though. It's right. late in life. But then consoles. you have access to all the games right. because they're all very cheap or crack. Especially if you accidentally <laughs> drop it and yeah. it fell on a crack. But my experience with the Wii was always games that other people actually wanted to play. Right. Like, and that was the, this experience was very much a bunch of people gathered around. It's not even a multiplayer game. Like, there are multiplayer modes, but we mm -hmm. were playing single player, yeah. getting through the story, and we were yeah. all there the whole time. Because it has the the GameCube controller ports on the Wii, right? Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I remember playing uh, using it rather than so I didn't have to flip back and forth between my GameCube and Wii. Yeah, I'm trying to. I, I should hook it up now because I just bought Bob Mackie's Zelda for, <laughs> for Wii. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who know Retronauts. Bob Mackie, the host, was posting a bunch of his old games on eBay, and he had which Zelda game was it? I can't Is even. Is it Skyward think Sword or Twilight Princess? I think it was. Uh, I want to say it was Twilight Princess, but I can't remember. But I hadn't played it, so I was like, "Oh, I have to Mario that one out." <laughs> uh oh. <to> remember, <laughs> one swear. Things the are swear real. jar. Yeah. Yeah, I can't have that. I would have to remember halfway between the Rhythm Heaven <laughs> Fever and the next track. Uh. Anyway, I said, yeah, I'll buy that. And it'd be kind of interesting to say that you own some journalist's copy of it. Yeah, yeah. It has a grade on it. <laughs> F yeah, minus. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, he just included notes. I found this to be shallow and pedantic. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think we'll move on to the next track, which is a pair of tracks. Alan and I both picked a song from this. I mean, we kind of knew that we talked a little bit about games that we had played before, but this is a, I was trying to think about this. We'll get into it more after we play the music, but this is, I guess I'll save it till after we play it because <laughs> I got lots to say about this game. The game is called Quizzes and Dragons. It's an arcade game and it's composed by Isao Abe. First, we're going to start with Alan's pick, The Flat Fields, and then we're going to play my pick, Beast Mountain.
Again, that was The Flat Fields and Beast Mountain from Quizzes and Dragons. I believe it's called Quizmasters. <laughs> you, you <laughs> son of a gun, you beat me to it. This game, uh, what I was going to say before is this is the game I've probably spent the most money on, or maybe at least the most quarters on. Yeah. Um, there, There is a... <laughs> Alan and I are from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and there's an arcade there called Pinball Pete's. Still operating as far as I know. Even after the flood, I hear it was flooded. Oh, Did they reopen it? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I'm going back soon, so I'll check. Okay. And Pinball Pete's had a mixture of old and new games, but there's this like corner that was mostly older arcade games, which is the corner, of course, that we were drawn to. The corner with the loudest radio also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... Uh, and this game was called Quizzes and Dragons, but uh, for whatever reason... It was easier to just call it Quizmasters because it is a trivia game set in a medieval fantasy world. It was released by Capcom in 1992, and it's got kind of RPG elements in it. And yeah, there's you can pick your character, and they all have abilities that mm-hmm. randomly trigger. Right. The only consequential one ever was the category select. Right. Which I think it was the wizard. Well, we actually developed a pretty good strategy true, because yeah. Alan was always a quick buzzer and there was a character, the ninja, who sometimes could do double damage and that means basically you'd get credit for two questions even though you only answered one. But I was more of a methodical thinker <laughs> and so I chose the wizard who gives you occasionally the option to pick the category. Right. Which so, were, there was a miscellaneous category and a potpourri category mm-hmm. that was like, oh, this game. Can't tell what the difference is. Yeah. Never um, figure that out. And they're all based solidly in the era. Like right. A lot of questions yeah. about football Nin- from the 80s that I don't know anything about. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like, how many planets are there? I think they still had 11 back then. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. But the yeah, the reason was I would quick, I would quickly pick because if I didn't know, I would just guess. And mm-hmm. I would immediately look at the question and be like, no idea. And just press whichever button felt right. Which worked. Like, I it know worked to our advantage. There's a lot of <laughs> confirmation bias, but it felt like I really was above 50% on the press a random button. Yeah, I I know we beat it once. I know one time we like rode. Yeah, because the, the final through. boss Gorgian, I remember I put it. We were in the final boss and I put in a quarter and we beat him and then it just ended the game. It didn't like start over again. So I was like, well, that was a quarter I'll never see back. Yeah, but we played it a lot only through maybe flat fields. Right, the, first I, the flat fields and Beast Mountain. I distinctly remember getting to them because I there think are... flat fields was the second stage or is it. I think so because there's a, also a junction point because you can uh-huh. pick oh, which stage right. to yeah, go to actually you know what i think flatfields and beast mountain might Our, be the split yeah yeah either one is level two. So oh, look at that we would have heard those a lot if it wasn't in the old <laughs> right, corner exactly. where the sound was there's off no sound yeah so we that's the that's the saddest part is we've never heard a single track <laughs> from this game yeah. even though it has awesome music and in addition to them they play classic rock radio mm-hmm. and then also there's a guns and roses pinball machine that was left on right the volume was on so there you'd be listening it'd be like foreigner on and then mm-hmm. randomly paradise city would start playing <laughs> oh my god but not the whole paradise city <laughs> yeah just like the 30 second loop that they have programmed yeah. into the game or whatever it was in the do tracked mode but it's also it's on a pretty commercial busy street so i would go to jimmy john's and get a large soda and then you would get bubble tea at bubble island uh-huh. uh, and make it like a day of it yeah <laughs> like, yeah hang on how much piece. money do you think we ended up spending on quiz masters i hundred dollars i think a hundred each around yeah. i would say like, yeah it's possible. over the over the lifetime yeah yeah it's possible it's a little under it's hard to say like some of the when we went to beat it i'm sure that was five yeah, to I was gonna ten say five bucks, bucks each. A BM probably like, but then we've also just played it so many times for a dollar. Yeah. That yeah. those add up. Plus, we, I mean, we, we got our strategy down. And you start to see repeat questions, too. Yeah, so you just know weird. stuff. If yeah, you, you just when, know it. When we would be there, I think there was a couple summers when we would actually go there more than once a year. And mm-hmm. we would just know stuff. Then. Yeah, so like, yeah. yeah. I just know this thing now. I mean, I would like, as I was talking about speedruns earlier, I would like to see a speedrun <laughs> of this because it would be, it would be full commitment in a totally different way to what speedrunners normally do like you just have to memorize all the questions yeah, and yeah, just... yeah. you have to know every question and yeah. be able to press yeah. it immediately yeah. it'd be kind of like the when they do the speedrun of the typing games yeah yeah because i mean i can't bs it you have to do the <laughs> typing yeah. yeah and then there's also all these like um korean war questions and like yeah. stuff like military yeah. things from yeah. really where they don't teach you that in middle mm-hmm. and high school anymore so yeah i wonder what the because it's not a one-to-one it is a japanese game that was that was localized but obviously 
globalization is probably changes all the questions. Yeah, that would be interesting. There might be some overlap. Oh, I want the translated Japanese Right, that's what I was thinking now. I wonder how we do on that. Probably terribly. Yeah, totally. Because it's hard enough doing the American ones. Oh, that's what we should get someone to live translate. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to buzz in so quickly. <laughs> yeah, they'd also have to translate the answers too. That would be amazing. What other games were big in Pinball Pete's? You know, you played Metal Slug I time. always played all the Neo Geo stuff. They always had mm-hmm. good Neo Geo. They had Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and Third Strike. Mm-hmm. I know. That, I remember they had the boxing game with the, where the, the joysticks were like the boxing gloves. Yep. Para Para Paradise, uh-huh. where you break the infrared beams right. with your hands right. to dance. Yeah, it's like Dance I mean, Dance Revolution with your hands. DDR was it's hands hands revolution. <laughs> DDR was big there, not for us, but right. there were always people playing DDR. Yeah, yeah. And they had they had tons of pinball for a place called Pinball Pete's. They right. actually had pinball. Yeah. I, I had my uh, Pinball Pete's shirt, and I don't know what happened to it. Is hmm. that? I remember I bought it, and I bought it in a size too big because it's all they had, but luckily for me, I'm fatter now, so I can fit in it, <laughs> but uh, I don't know what happened to it. It's gone. I mean, their website is still up, so I'm assuming that they're still open and you can still get a t-shirt. I'm going to go and get another t-shirt. Yeah. Because I got a gray one, which I didn't wasn't really super into, but uh, it was all they had. Yeah, so maybe a year ago, there was someone on Twitter, uh, a caster for Dota, who lives in Ann Arbor, oh, okay. who posted that they were looking to hire people, and so that's how I knew that they were still open. Uh. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it was a water main burst or something in the whole place. Because it's in the basement. It, it was, it was, and not just in the basement, but like a pretty hefty, it was like yeah, one yeah. and a half floors down below or two floors down below. So, and it was in Michigan. So I think, I think a water main burst and maybe even froze, but just like all their electronics were toast. Yeah, they posted on January 1st, Happy New Year, spend your day off celebrating with some new and classic games and a picture of... Star Wars Pinball, the original Star right. Wars Pinball. Well, I'm going there soon, so I might have to I might have to revisit it during my trip. See if I can get wife and baby. Oh, they have Crossy Road. I don't know what that is. It's a mobile game that they made an arcade version of. <laughs> so they're still buying new games. Yeah. Like, that's what's amazing that's about what this That's what I like place. to play. Is uh, So, well, here's the real question. Is Quizmaster still there? Yeah, I don't know. The They have apparently acquired a classic mario brothers cabinet that they didn't used to have that's cool um, is it like a play choice 10 or is it no, like the it's just cabinet? mario brothers yeah i didn't think about this at the time but i should have offered to buy them and buy the marquee because i've been wanting to buy we were talking about during the tracks how i was looking to buy a quizzes and dragons marquee arcade marquee but i haven't been able to find one yet yeah you need to um put down your deposit for when they get rid of it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah first yeah. in line yeah, how much are you guys making on this game now that we don't live here anymore? <laughs> Zero dollars. What's the other game I remember playing is it was in the same row. Uh, you're like a safari guy. Yeah, and you yeah. You pop the bubbles. What's that called? I can't remember it. Buster Brothers. Buster Brothers. Because yeah. I like that one a That's lot. That's an awesome too. action puzzle game. Yeah, like, and they you had have to think Tetris about Arcade too. Oh yeah, yeah. Classic row. My dad would play Centipede because mm-hmm. I'd go with because he works downtown. So when I visit them, he comes with me because I have to play. If we're not both in town, I play Tribute Quiz and Dragons by mm-hmm. myself. Yep, I do the same. Uh, but my dad was one, playing... At least one quarter. My dad was playing Centipede, which with the trackball controller, right, yeah. which if you didn't grow up with it, is impossible. Yeah. I'm like, why yes. am I doing spinning this thing? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Shoutouts to uh, Pinball Pete's. Yeah, definitely. Everyone go there now and <laughs> yeah. spend $100 on Quiz and Dragons. Yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing, th- that we used to always get the top score, but they unplugged it every night, every so night. it never yeah, saved. Yeah. yeah. The shame. The yeah. shame. Uh, I do remember, speaking of high scores there was one time we went there and someone had had played it and got in the high score and so we, we had to play it had, so we knocked it out shut them down yeah yeah, yeah. no we Which, own that game you know hey this is our turf we're like the, the mafia <laughs> with quiz masters all right uh next up we're going to be moving to the dreamcast this is another alan pick um it comes from the game fire pro wrestling d and i couldn't find a composer for this I might look around a little bit more, and if I can find one, I'll put it on the blog post. But this is the menu theme. Thank you. 
Once again, that was the menu theme from the Dreamcast game Fire Pro Wrestling D. Game came out in 2001, and this was. Well, I didn't import it, but let's just say I, I had it on my Dreamcast, but I didn't import it. Listen, we used to be young and not have <laughs> yeah, this jobs. Yeah, this was high school. Yeah, yeah. This was, well, let's see, 2001, so what was that? Sophomore year? Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. But I do remember that I paid more money than than uh, probably would have cost by printing out every a translation to every menu in yeah. the whole game. It was like a full ream of paper. Well, that was like, you're talking about buying consoles after they mm-hmm. their life is over. Dreamcast life was pretty much over two years after it came out. Right. So you get a Dreamcast for like 30 bucks. Yeah. And there was no copy protection. So. Of course, I bought it right when it came out like a fool. Yeah, that's... Uh, it was weird because that was my first Sega console was a Dreamcast. Mm. And I still had the 64. Let's see, when did the GameCube come out? Not till after. Totally yeah. Than that. I don't know. I definitely had one in 2003, but... It was early 2000s. Because I, I remember in my first house outside of my parents' house, I had a 30-inch tube TV mm-hmm. and on top of it, a 15-inch tube TV. And right. I had the cable plugged into the 15-inch and the GameCube plugged into the 30-inch. <laughs> No, uh, that's getting your 2001, right. November 2001, okay. GameCube. So. Yeah, so I would have had my Dreamcast already, and I didn't get the, the GameCube until much later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember there was some like shady resale store mm-hmm. in the mall where the Fox Theater used to be. There's a yeah. one dollar movie theater, and I bought a GameCube and Metroid Prime for like eighty bucks in 2003. It's pretty good because I was like, oh, I gotta play this Metroid game. Yeah, like, I can't not. So. I got mine, I think, from Funko Land. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Funko that, Land's a classic. They, they don't exist anymore, right? I think they were at some point absorbed into By GameStop. GameStop. Yeah. But that's, I used to get their printout, black and white, price list. Yeah. Uh, and just look at game titles. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got to get give some of that ephemera to Frank Cifaldi. I think it's like, listen, my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I told them at some point, you can destroy all the things I own. Yeah, so. Destroy everything I care about, please. Yeah. Well, that's okay. They're in a better place now. A recycle bin. Yeah. Maybe well, they ended up as toilet paper. I think they went to... Well, I don't know about the Funko. All my video game magazines went to Kiwanis. Mm-hmm. So in theory, they were yeah, donated they could, to someone. But they be. probably got pulped because... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can imagine the person at Kiwanis sorting through stuff. It's like, we've got this... We've got like People Magazine retrospective on Michael Jackson from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. And we've got... Price list from the. We got this. We yeah, got this Parasite land. Eve issue of EGM two. <laughs> we got to keep that. I feel like I had a bunch of video game magazines and a bunch of Sports Illustrateds. Uh, you also had a bunch of Warhammer magazines because I have your Warhammer okay, magazines. I was gonna say those I wouldn't get rid of. <laughs> you you gave White them Dwarf. To me. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I think so. I know there are a couple of the books and a oh, couple yeah, of yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, I had White Dwarf and a bunch of the books, mm-hmm. but those have value. <laughs> Drawing my lines here. <laughs> Well, once you have a nice storage space, you can have them back. That's true. I wonder if someone is collecting Sports Illustrated from certain years. Like, um, someone's collecting everything. Who cares? Oh, right. Okay, well, yeah. Right, I, you're, you're talking your own house. houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Video game music podcast. <laughs> Who cares about this dumb stuff? Who cares about baseball? <laughs> so, Fire Pro Wrestling D is... Um, I would say that there are... See, I have a little bit of experience in wrestling video game stuff. Uh, there's... Probably for the diehards, two pillar Wait, franchises. Real quick, you have a little bit of experience in that you used to regularly mod <laughs> <laughs> textures yes. and characters for Nintendo yeah. 64 games. This, like, this is another thing that I was just talking to Keyglyph about recently because I was. This is like this is something that is so niche that there is no one who's willing to listen to me talk <laughs> about it. But we'll get there. Let's put a pin in that for a second. So there's there's two, and what I consider to be pillar franchises for wrestling games. There were a bunch that came out for, I think they were LJN games for the SNES and Genesis that were basically not very good. And then there was Fire Pro, which was extremely detailed. The controls were really good. They generally have great creative character features, which is big, even in the Super Nintendo days. And this was the Dreamcast version, obviously. That's why the D is in there. It had um, It has a lot of unlicensed knockoffs of of real wrestlers so you could play as people of the era and uh it it has the japanese mentality so there's a lot of stuff that i'm not super familiar with that like the japanese you know barbed wire death match and other oh, yeah, yeah. other types of formats and then the other side was the 
THQ, AKI, or is it Aki? Uh, I, I, I think it's Aki. Aki. I think I've heard people say Aki. Okay, but. yeah, which would make sense. So THQ and Aki, Nintendo 64 games, which were, they, the first two were associated with the WCW, and then the later ones were by WWF, the last of which was No Mercy. And like Alan was saying, there is a N64 emulator called Project 64. I don't think it's necessarily unique to that emulator, but that's the one that I learned about it on where you could do texture modifications to N64 games uh, up to and including using high-res textures. So you could adjust the resolution, but still size it down, scale it down to fit on polygons or textures in games. And there is a still ongoing community of people who mod textures for the No Mercy franchise because the controls for the game are so smooth, balanced, and fun. And it's like... It is, it is in-depth, but it's just like such a crisp and nice game that people just kind of... It's almost like updating a roster for a sports yeah, game. Yeah, it's a very good argument for not discarding old games because it, like they have value yeah. other than the latest technology. Yeah. Like, current WWE games aren't very good. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I haven't bought any. I, My last wrestling... Well, that's not true, but... I almost bought WWE 2K18 because it was on sale for the Switch. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, but then... There are, I guess, Switch-related problems where they didn't port it very well. But yeah. generally, it seems like people play them because they have new people in them, but the play itself is not great, which right. is brings us sort of back to Fire Pro, the new Fire Pro Wrestling World right. for Steam. I was just say. is exactly the same. Like, the, yeah. the mechanics, the grapple yeah. mechanics are all exactly the same. It just now has Steam support, so mm -hmm. you can go in the workshop and download yeah. everyone's. And there are improvements. There's, like, more frames in their animations and stuff, and I can tell that it's not... It's still sprite-based, but uh, it, it's one of the more modern takes on sprite where I think each, you know, like the arm is a separate piece yep, yeah, and yeah. they're kind of stitched together and giving it a different flow versus hand-drawing everything like I think they did with the Dreamcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, I was going to say I haven't bought a game since No Mercy, but I bought Fire Pro Wrestling World. I'm saying, you had to. That is one of the franchises where there's an announcement of a new game. I'm like, I'm in, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it, uh, we were talking, you and I were the ones who were, I was saying it's the only game that I'll consider buying twice if they ever port it to Switch, <laughs> yep. which yeah, they've yeah. been talking about doing. Um, yeah, so for any of you who are out there who have Fire Pro Wrestling World and are interesting, uh, interested in some custom 80s wrestlers to upload, I've got yeah. some in my workshop. You've got Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Uh -huh. um, Rick Rude, yep. I remember. Razor Ramon, but yep. that one is a, that was my tester. It was not as strong. That might be it for now. Yeah. I, I got to get back on that. Well, and then people can look you up on obscure forums for your yeah. N64. Well, that's, see, the the truthfully, the reason I stopped doing it is the main forum was called the No Mercy Zone, and it went under. Um, I understand that there was all sorts of petty drama that I was not really part of, and I don't know if that's... I mean, I think it was a free forum. Maybe not. Maybe the guy had to pay for money and he just didn't want to do it anymore, but it, it unceremoniously just didn't exist one day. So there have been some pop-ups where some of the names I recognize tried to get a, another one going, but mm. it never had the same central database feel to me. So yeah, I yeah. kind of let it go. But I, I got to get back into it again. It's, see my... <laughs> you don't have enough hobbies to take up. No, yeah, yeah, I know. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Maybe I will, uh, if anyone is curious, on the blog post, I will post one of my, nice. one of my uh, a screenshot of one of my mods. Uh, two of them, actually, because... I won't, I, won't, I won't get too into detail, but uh, there are two different schools of thought. There is the Aki slash THQ style texture, which sort of aims to replicate the native style. So it, it's almost make it look like it belongs on an N64. And then there is the pure, true high res when trying to make it look like an actual person. An actual person composed of 20 something polygons. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, pay no attention to these sharp edges, but <laughs> look at my smooth. If you look really, at my stri striated, striated veins. What's the stri striated? But if you if you uh, styration, if you do the prayers, the vitamins, and yep. the workout, you mm -hmm. can be made of twenty polygons too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my delts are so square. I'm a square delt. Uh, old John Square Delt, my favorite wrestler. <laughs> uh, okay, I think we can <laughs> probably move on after yeah. spending. Well. You guys are uh, probably lucky. I could I could talk for a lot longer about yeah, yeah. Uh, old school wrestling. Well, hold on before we move on. Do you have a favorite wrestler from Fire Pro? Um, 
I mean, I like Tiger Mask, mm -hmm. I think, because I didn't know who set. he was until I played that game, and then I was like, why is there just a guy called Tiger Mask? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's pretty appealing. The The moves I'm always interested in are the top rope moves. Mm -hmm. But Tiger Mask, good choice. To get those off in Fire Pro, you have to get the match to the point where your yeah. opponent will stay down long yeah. enough yeah. in the corner. I'm a fan of jumping and doing a flip. Mm -hmm. So anyone with a like shooting star press or a 450 or something. Yeah. I'm trying to think who I would like. I kind of like doing the... I liked playing their knockoffs. So I like their knockoff Andre the Giant, knockoff Hulk Hogan, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I know in, in Fire Pro Wrestling World, I made a, a Kane tournament, Tournament of Canes. <laughs> uh, who won? Kane. <laughs> I think I did... They, I was someone's Steam Workshop Kane, maybe, because I had at least four costumes. Okay. So it was Red Mask Kane one, not Maskless Bald Kane mm -hmm. or... Black Mask King, I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah. Getting getting out of my area of expertise once you get too late. Uh, era. Yeah, yeah. You can bring up some 80s stuff. Turns right out there. they eventually people just take off their masks because they yeah, can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, next up is one of my picks. Uh, my last pick, actually. Um, it comes from Mario Golf Toadstool Tour, which I talked about when I played one of the original Mario Golf tracks that you and I had played this game extensively yeah <laughs> would you think well we'll talk about it more after oh, we yeah. play but uh composed by motoi sakuraba for the gamecube this is coin attack That was Coin Attack from Mario Golf Toadstool Tour from the GameCube, composed by Motoi Sakuraba. The game came out in, uh, I think it was 2004, 2003. Yep, 2003. It was developed by Camelot and published by Nintendo. Camelot! Camelot! <laughs> yeah, I gotta get your Waluigi in there. Yeah. Um, like I was saying right before we came into the song, as far as console games, we this might be the one that we've played the most, most hours into. Yes, yeah. Safe to be. say? Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe been... sports game, maybe, but I don't yeah. think we played any singular sports game enough. Right. The other thing about the sports games is, like, we would play them individually and then play them together. Right. So I think... There's more goofing around, though. Yeah, because we were talking yesterday about your Madden League yeah, of yeah. all created teams yeah. with all created players. Right. Yeah, I had a... I, I made... I, cr I created... I guess it was probably... 30 teams yeah. just based on things and populated all of them with fake players and then had a like a real life league <laughs> this was when i had yeah, yeah a lot of free time yeah I've... i wish i could have used those powers for good we <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would just say you didn't do some good with your <laughs> yeah, custom my, madden league yeah my my xbox is like smiling remembering fondly someone has that memory card somewhere mm -hmm. you might actually i don't know if you still have your yeah yeah That's i fun. guess so i don't know where it is but i must have it but yeah, Toadstool Tour is just an easy thing to pick up and play uh -huh. and come back to. But yeah. it, we were just talking when we were listening about how it gets stupid hard. 
Yeah. So like you can play for a little bit and just have fun and then eventually you're like, oh, this is getting kind of brutal. And mm -hmm. then you just stop playing and then the next time you fire it up again, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fun. I say you, you play it through only doing the harder levels to unlock things. Once you've unlocked everything, just enjoy the first three That's true. stages. I forgot that you had to unlock stuff because yeah. I only had played with everything unlocked for right. so long. Yeah. Because yeah, you only start with like six characters and you can basically double your roster, I oh, think. Oh, because Petey Piranha's in it, I forgot. Yep, yeah. Petey. Uh, I don't remember if Boo is think, a unlockable or not. Yeah, but he's in it. He's in it. Yeah, yeah. Metal Mario's unlockable, but yeah. don't feel particularly <laughs> strongly about him, but yeah. I'm trying to think of the other powerhouses, because uh, yeah, Petey was one of the first unlocked guys, I think. Anyway, they had a much better cast than in the first Mario Golf. No goofy made-up humanoids. Yep, and it, you know, golf games are good are good competitive games because you're not actually competing. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a fun game to play where you can just, if you make a mistake, it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, I, is there actual audio that says miss and lose or do we just say that? And so I think <laughs> miss and lose. I, I think there is. Okay. Cause you can get into a spot. Yeah. So when you're putting, depending on what you're like, you will have a weird voiceover guy who will kind of, I don't know, Spell out your fate. Yeah, if you, if you, because there's sync to win. Yes, if you so are a stroke ahead of your opponent. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry, if, if you're on your last stroke before I know golf. If you're gonna beat, if you, <laughs> 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 if you are doing much gooder, if you can sync to win, it tells you you can sync to win. Right. And yeah. So missing if, will make you lose. If you are, if you are, if you are putting, and you're in a, such a situation where you making that putt will make you win the game, it will say, sink the and hole, win, I sync think. to win. Not or the, maybe the hole. I think the hole just the, the hole. Okay. It comes up a lot because it's like every yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's one where I guess it must be if you're tied or something. Yeah. And the other person, or maybe the person has like one stroke below. Oh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. When I start saying things about golf, <laughs> yeah, I'm I don't just care. like, Ooh. All I need to know about golf is from Mario Golf. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't hit the lava. Right. Yeah. That's standard. Uh, miss and lose. Then since I was mentioning, since this is the game we've probably played the most on console, we played much more of our co-op was PC in yeah. what we played. But a lot of it was in games that either don't have a great soundtrack or... No soundtrack at all. Yeah, there are. I mean, there are games you just mute. Yeah. Like there's a category of games yeah. just like not gonna listen to that. So, f what do you think? Our first Action Quake, probably right. First online game. Yeah. We played that together, right? We didn't. We would play it at your computer, trading off. Okay. I didn't have Action Quake because I didn't get a reasonable computer until Half Life Two came out. Yeah. So Counter Strike. Counter Strike 1. though. One point six. No, before that though. I had that at my dad's work okay. before that, but at home, 1.6, when we played a lot of 1.6. Uh-huh. We played Diablo 2. Yep. Which actually does have a cool soundtrack. Yeah, Diablo has a good soundtrack. I thought about picking something from it, but doesn't the rest of the songs that play today have a <laughs> different... Certain, yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't yeah. exactly go with Diablo 2's menacing yeah. nature. Did we played Diablo 1? No, I don't no, think so. No, it was before. Yeah, yeah. So that was more like in the late 90s. Uh, and then World of Warcraft... Oh, action Half-Life. Do you remember yeah, that? When yeah. they tried to continue Action Quake? Yeah. I wish that was they were not still making fun. those games. They like, probably are. Do you remember The Hidden? Playing The Hidden? Oh, yeah, ride? yeah. I remember The Hidden. Was that, for, that was for Counter-Strike Source, right? Yes. It was a source spot. Yeah. That's a cool... It was uh, for... for uh, I'm sure no one has played it who's <laughs> listening to this. It was a similar mod to Half-Life, and one player was basically like a predator. You were permanently invisible, but it was the kind of invisibility where you... Like it sort of warped what was behind you, so you could you could if someone was moving, you could see that they were moving, even though they were invisible, and they were kind of much more powerful and had uh, it was almost like a team of people versus one, all versus one. Yeah, which it like they've uh, multiple developers have iterated on that. There mm -hmm. was Evolve, there's mm -hmm. the Friday the Thirteenth game, um, there's Natural Selection, which is more just asymmetric co-op, but the like team versus one super powerful thing yeah. has been done a lot. But I feel like the invisibility part. Uh -huh. And Plus, there's lots of like horror elements you could do as a hidden. Like, you could kill bodies and you could eat them to get health, but you could also pin them to the wall. So you would be, as a team, you'd be coming around a corner and you would see one of your teammates hung up on a wall, his yeah. dead body. That's what I think the the more recent ones. Like, I haven't played. I played Evolve a little bit, but it seems like they're more based around like super powerful 
enemies, uh -huh. whereas the hidden is has, they can like kill you in melee. But like, you can also get like if you get like a point blank shotgun shot, he's it's like just dead. dead. Yeah, yeah, so like it was a different balance. Uh, yeah, where, like you were sneaky and powerful, and they had guns, and you didn't. You right, know, right? Um, yeah, that was. Uh, I what think what really about? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what screwed up the hidden though was the server settings because you could turn off a bunch of stuff because the hidden had something called pig sticker which was a, a one hit KO but it had a wind up yeah which maybe was imbalanced and they also had grenades which uh, I don't know if they would kill you automatically but it was like kind of dispersed groups and stuff and a bunch of things that made it so the hidden could like it was balanced in such a way that the hidden was supposed to be equally as right. likely to win as the other team and then the server would just kind of like Nudge it, nudge it yeah, down, yeah. and besides, everyone always just wanted to be the hidden anyway. Yeah, that's so. sort of the issue with that. I mean, the server, like the dedicated servers, are still around. Mm -hmm. and, you know, right. Team Fortress Two has plenty of achievement hack servers where you just like it runs you on a treadmill past things that get you all the achievements, <laughs> um, and you just have to know. Like trusting a server was a big deal back in the day. Like, uh -huh. oh, I know a good server. Yeah. Like, let's all yeah. join. You know. Yeah. I remember back in the Counter-Strike days, I don't even think you could save servers yet. It was must have been through Steam still, right? Early days of Steam. I don't know. But I had a piece of paper next to my computer oh, yeah, that with was all just handwritten IP, IP addresses. addresses. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You'd manually connect. Yeah. It would, I think we would even be like on the phone or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. hey, connect to this server. Yeah. That's what I remember. I probably could still do my buy commands yeah. in the menu. Yeah. It's like, I know exactly what I'm going to buy. Mm-hmm. Need armor, need a need helmet, a carbine. need a deagle. <laughs> oh, deagle, yeah. Deagle. Got a deagle with an extra clip. And then the AK or the carbine huh. thing. Yeah. I, I liked the uh, Arctic. I was like to do the sniping. Yeah, yeah, I was never good at that. I don't know why. And then I used to, I, for a while, I got really good at the Scout, which is the yeah. less powerful <laughs> the sniper rifle. One. Because the, again, server manipulation, people would ban the powerful sniper rifle because yeah. Rather than play around it, it's easier to just ban it. Wasn't I there guess. a time where you were only knifing? Yep, <laughs> I had. A, that's right. I had a car I changed my name to Knife Much, and I would only knife. And then I had one that was Glocking, which I would only use a Glock, which is worse than a knife, in my opinion. <laughs> and so for a while, I got really good at knifing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember my my best score ever was something like five and eight, and I was like, "This is the best I'll ever do. I can never do better than this." I also remember at your house getting kicked from a server. Because <laughs> we had too many kills or something. I can remember that. Yeah. Too yeah. good. Too good. Got banned. Sorry, too good. Yeah. Uh, so I guess what we're really... <laughs> there's a sub-theme of this. Theme one of the episode is friendship. Sub-theme is servers are ruining everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, too much power. Sub-sub-sub-theme is miss and lose. Yeah, miss and lose. So anyway, Toadstool Tour, Mario Golf. <laughs> so I, would, I did want to talk about some of the online games. So Diablo and then World of Warcraft. Yep. I was going to play a track from there because there is some cool music to it yeah. but it's m largely more ambient yeah it's for because you're spending hundreds of hours yeah wandering around yeah. the western plague lands i was going I, I was gonna i won't even say what i'm gonna play because i think i might do a future mmo episode yeah. so i'm gonna save it all for that. ultima online <laughs> oh uh it's on there actually i i've, I've been holding off on playing that too because i got lots to say about ultima online so maybe maybe i'll do that sooner rather than later but we would we played probably the most vanilla wow right and then most of the time we'd play after that, we'd try and do arenas, mm -hmm. 2v2. Right. But neither of us really cared that much about being good. No, it was more like goofing around and yeah. stuff. And uh, then our every every time we started an arena game, and this is what we, we were going to work this song in somehow to this episode, we would play Paula Abdul's Straight Up. Yeah. And I, I don't remember why that started. Do you? I can't remember. I, mean, I, I know. I think it was you. Definitely was me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I know it was me. Yeah. I just don't remember why. <laughs> yeah, because we need to get pumped up. Yeah, it was, it was a good pump-up song. Was, yep. uh, and it, so, yeah, we would listen to that. Because for those of you who are not familiar with World of Warcraft or the arena, it's like a 2v2 PvP thing. Yeah, you like get in a queue, mm -hmm. and then when your queue pops, you're another t team of two, mm -hmm. and then you wait 15 seconds or whatever behind a door, and then it opens, and that's right. when you start the song. Right, the yeah, because you start the song, so you're kind of in that gate, you know, getting straight up. Yeah. Do, do you really want to tell me? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, would love me forever. me forever. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh huh. Exactly. So. Or are we just having fun, which we're not because we're losing. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. We're losing a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and any any other online games? I can't think of. Well, League of Legends League we played Legends, a bit for yeah. a while, but less so. Yeah, and that was we always had not always. We usually had a bigger group, so you don't really jam out. Right. Paula Abdul yeah. when you've got <laughs> more no. people on the line. I think that was our only 
non-game music music game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that sentence made sense to me. Yeah. I stand by it. Talking about Rhythm Heaven, right? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I can't think of any other game where... Well, no, I guess Action Quake I mentioned. I, have, I do have some memories of Jay-Z... Can I get a... Yeah, yeah. And what else did I download back in those days? I don't want to You were on a Deltron then? Deltron, I think I think 3030 was on there. Yeah. I remember I had Ba with the Ba. Nice. Oh my God. It was a lot. I mean, part of it was having bad taste as a middle school kid, but other part was you didn't have that many choices on Napster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Necessarily. Yep. Yeah, I remember burning a Led Zeppelin compilation mm -hmm. of everything I could get, and it was 13 songs. Yeah. Like no one was uploading full albums, it was right? Just songs that they had, yeah. It was definitely downloading at someone else's house because they had better internet. Cade, probably Cade. That's no. where I downloaded my first Maybe internet. It was Cade because that's what shout that's what made Cade. me. <laughs> shout out to Cade. That's what made me finally realize that I needed to to go on a like hunger strike to get my parents to get <laughs> cable internet. Yeah, because I used to play Action Quake with dial-up. So you would have to position <laughs> the sniper rifle. Like a couple of clicks down the road yeah, and then yeah. press it and wait for them to run into it. And uh, I went to Cade's house. We were hanging out and he let me use his computer. I downloaded a whole CD and burned it in like an hour. And I was like, the future is now. <laughs> Mom, dad, <laughs> yeah. we have to get this. See, we always, like my dad worked at the university. So mm -hmm. I had access to super fast internet, but not for illegal things. Right. So... Which is the worst kind of internet. Yeah, it was great because I could like, <laughs> I downloaded all the Blizzard demos, like all the like, uh -huh. Warcraft, all, like, every demo I wanted and could play them there, but this is pre-CD burner. Did we play StarCraft? Speaking of Blizzard? Probably. I mean, I never played it that much though. So. I played it a lot, but I, I played, I think that was mostly with like Connor. Yeah. I feel like I remember playing at some point, but Fusion Frenzy. Fusion Frenzy, but just the demo disc. <laughs> yeah. Because I had, I remember, I think... I think it was a demo disc that went to Connor's house. Connor's another mutual friend of ours. Shout outs to Connor. Shout outs to Connor for sure. Shout outs uh, to Trafir. <laughs> yeah. We did that. Uh, and we, he got a demo disc of Fusion Frenzy and some other games for Xbox. But there was like only a three of the Fusion Frenzy was like a mini game collection yeah. again. And there was only, I think, one or two or three games you could access in the uh, demo. And um, most of them cut off after a certain point, but there was one that I got so good at that uh, it always cut off because no one could keep up with me long enough. So I, I never know how long I can go. It was like a, <laughs> you were like running around a pillar and you had to either jump or duck over these beams that would come around. Yeah, yeah. It's my claim to fame, I guess. I mean, being able to kill hours on a demo disc. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I, I now I have like 50 games on my Switch and never play any of them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, now that we have infinite power, we had all the NES games, all the even Super Nintendo Genesis on the yeah. game on the, the Dreamcast, Dreamcast disc. Yeah, I can burn uh, a CD on my phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. I have a floppy disk drive on my phone. That's what that I sent Ben a link earlier this week of a MIDI mm -hmm. boombox where you insert a floppy with your MIDI files and it has general MIDI on it and it just plays it back. I really want one. I sent that uh, I sent that video to fellow podcaster Michael nice. Bridgewater. It's such a dumb thing. I really want it. Like, <laughs> he looked it up. He sent me a link. They're like hundreds of well, it was pounds, so yeah. even more hundreds of dollars. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's out of out, out of what I would say is your comfortable price range for something so yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saving up for the, the Quizmasters arcade. Yeah. Cabinet. I don't need the cabinet. I just want the marquee. Mm. We'll see. Uh, I think that's going to take us to the last song. I really, you know, the other thing I want to say, we'll find out, but I have no idea how long this episode's going to be. I have some idea because I can see the time. Stamps, so. <laughs> what are we at? Uh, hour and two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is great. We're going to have two, because it's going to be two hour long episodes back to back. Welcome to your 2x speed setting. <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. don't listen to music like that, though. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to, well, you're the one who has to edit it, so maybe you can chop some stuff out. Yeah, yeah. Leave it up to your discretion. Make give us all chipmunk. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or, uh, I don't know, maybe you can make us, there's got to be some other voice manipulation. Yeah, auto-tune? Yeah, oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make, make me sound like Cher. Okay. Because I believe in that. Yeah. Like Cher like singing or Cher talking? Oh, okay. sing talking. <laughs> uh, the last track taking us out um, is another Alan pick. <laughs> Sorry. I had queued up on my computer 
potentially them saying miss and lose and i was going to play it <laughs> we can cut it in you just have to find yeah, a clip yeah. of it and drop it in i don't hear it this is not going to come out well in the microphones anyway oh it's people talking i don't want people to say miss and lose <laughs> that's getting cut you can clean this part up yeah clean it up and post hold on though i'm trying again this is the music for mm -hmm. Sync to Win and Miss and Lose, but yeah. I don't know if they... Miss and Lose? Sync to Win. Mm, I don't know. YouTube is in inclusive. Maybe I can, if I'm, when I download the uh, native audio, maybe, maybe we need to go play it. Toadstool too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So closing out the show is another Alan pick. It's from another unknown composer, and it was one of the aforementioned uh, NES Every Game's Under the Sun action. Um, it comes from the game Dusty Diamond's All-Star Softball, and this is the game theme player. See you later, everybody. Peace out. Missing loose. All right, here we go.